This presentation was from Yorks Australia 2017, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit yorksaustralia.com.au. I would like to introduce... <laughs> I'm not going to do it backwards. We were just joking about names. I would like to introduce David and Luke. Um, David's at IAG, is that right? Luke, are you still at IAG? No, no. no I, I thought, so Luke was. They're going to talk about what it's like to release the cartoonists into a organisation that maybe you wouldn't think would have cartoonists running around inside it. Mm. Yes. Thanks. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, people coming in the room. You need to um, find a seat. Uh, IAG is Insurance Australia Group, uh-huh. and so this is a bit of our background. I came into what we are calling experience illustration, which is a quite a, sort of a cute on-brand way of saying we talk to people and interview people and listen to people, and then we draw things. Uh, so I came via ancient 90s web design, as you see, through animation, uh, kids' shows, things like that, storyboarding into editorial comics and all sorts of sort of prototyping and illustration-type stuff. And Luke came through... I came through industrial design, designing houses for rich people, and then cartooning and illustration, some art, I think. Yeah. It's all very confusing. But we ended up in the same spot. Yeah. Non-linear, okay. uh, Non-linear. career. That's right. basically just about taking ideas, turning them into stories, and that's kind of the uh, thing that holds it all together. Um, I came from animation, and I was talking to my uh, director once on a, sh- on a series, and we were talking about the different kinds of animators that there are, and you sort of get the kinds that love making the perfect sort of arc, you know, of an arm movement or something, and they're the ones who end up working at Pixar and DreamWorks and uh, doing the gleam on Captain America's shield, and then there's ones like myself and my director and I think the kind of person that Luke is where it's very much what are we doing in service of a story. Just tell a story. Yep. It's doing a thing. Doing Certificate's a thing? not valid. Oh, David. It's a shame. I'm accepting that. Sure. Um, <laughs> valid now. Whatever it was. Um, so, how did we fit in to a giant corporation? How do cartoons fit in? So... Uh, there's a term in the cartooning biz called plussing, and uh, plussing is essentially shorthand for the idea that in every process, in every stage in a process, it's an opportunity to make that project better. And so the opposite is also true, where in every stage of a project you can make it worse. But for David and I, we sort of saw ourselves in IAG to observe the design process, and at every stage of that process, we could sit down and quickly generate a whole bunch of stories and concepts that then the designers could use to send out to users, send out to customers, to garner feedback and insights that they could then draw back into the project and start their incremental improvement. So once we found out that our skills sort of aligned with the design process in IAG, we discovered that the people in IAG actually thought that what we did was quite valuable, which was nice. They also saw that there was value in upskilling in some of the areas that we are experts. So, take note, these are all... More certificates, ah, David. There's not going to be any VPN here. So, Don't be silly. Take note, these are all very important things. I've read almost all of them. <laughs> understanding are, comics. Read Understanding yes, Comics if you haven't. Right. Anyone, anyone here in any job, do it. And so, once they found out that we had value and we found that we had similar things and similar methods and tools, 
we found that we could all focus on the same things. We all wanted to just focus on communicating ideas, capturing information to improve the projects that we're working on. And the tools that the design process was using made sense to us. So we live in the cartooning realm, things like, oh, I can't see the top now. You want to go User, through these? That's a user interview. It's the end of the day. It's two user interviews, actually. That's uh, parts off. Yeah. So things like uh, user stories, future states, this comic strips to us, but they're symbiotic. Next one, things like ethnographic research is research, cartoonist research as well. Things like uh, workshop design and facilitation, that's for us is sort of setting up set design and scene design inside a cartoon or an animation, all very similar. Designing the narrative of a room. Yeah. And customer journeys, for us this is like storyboarding, showing all the different interactions that happen through a set time or a process. Whatever we're doing, it kind of ends up like David has to draw a comic now. What kind That's of comic? Is it that kind of comic with the arrows? Is it the comic where we're telling a story about a person doing a thing? Cool. Uh, so, yeah, when we came into a corporate environment as permanent employees, it was a bit of a change, especially for me. I, have, I had never been a permanent employee anywhere before. <laughs> uh, I'd been a contractor everywhere I went all through my career. Um, and we had to, well, look, we didn't have to buy these nice shirts, but I did. I went, this was my concession to professionalism. It's got a collar. Um, and we got lanyards. That was we did very nice. And as we went around, there were a number of comments that we would hear a lot all the time, and these are some of them. Is it okay to call you a cartoonist? I've always been very proud to be a cartoonist because to me it means... Charles M. Schultz and Peanuts, it means Calvin and Hobbes, it means uh, skills that I associate with cartoonists that I know and that I love uh, that include things like this, you know, great empathy, uh, being able to psychoanalyze things, translating ideas to visuals, spotting bullshit uh, is an important one, and many other things, good ones, good ones. Good cartoonists. Um, but I, I probably didn't take into account that not everyone has that view of cartoonists, and to a lot of people, what cartoonists are for is that. <laughs> and so as a result, sometimes you would get um, briefs that look a little bit like this. Um, Actually this. They looked exactly like... One looked exactly like this. Um, and it's not exactly their fault because, you know, they don't know or think of cartoons in the same way I do. But what that meant was re-explaining our worth and our process to our clients our stakeholders every single time out. Mm -hmm. But what that meant was uh, they saw the potential of getting designers like us involved and getting us involved early as they saw how we worked. I'll feel this one. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the comments came back to, oh, you must have a broader view of the company. And so we were brought into a very specific part of the company. But as word got out that there were cartoonists hired, people got excited, and all the people came out of the woodwork and thankfully, these were the people that were really trying to work and think differently inside a company that is pretty traditional in a lot of ways. And so once we sort of talked to this wide range of people, we discovered that they all really just had a story that they needed to tell to get their project to move along. So David and I made it our responsibility to jump from as many of these projects to projects, from department to department, and from silo to silo to observe to ask us stupid questions, uh, sometimes insightful, but mostly not. Insightful and uh, stupid. <laughs> to interpret and then to report back visually. 
and once we started to report back visually, we found that a lot of the things that we're seeing and a lot of the things we're working on linked departments together that otherwise would have known that they're working on similar things. And also that we could pull in sort of disparate people from around a really big company into something that was a common goal that otherwise they wouldn't have found out about. And so David, uh, one of his valuable projects, he pulled together a mental health ideation day, so a very important topic. And because he had very a lot of different uh, established relationships in the company from a lot, of, a lot of different departments. He was able to pull together a group of people that had really different ways of thinking um, about the company, which added value to this topic, rather than just organising the theoretically diverse group of people that often get pulled together for these workshops. That's theoretical diversity. That's theoretical there. diversity there. This is what people say when we ask them who's the audience for this. Uh, and... I was surprised that I would get that answer so much because I've, I guess because I've spent my life hanging around artists and writers, I was not prepared for the extent to which people are not up on how to tell a story effectively. And so seeing that as a big issue, we created a workshop which we called Drawing for Story, which is designed to kind of start off like a fun drawing class, uh, but it has the goal of helping people to tell real stories that they're struggling with uh, in the business, whether stories that they're needing to communicate to others or just issues that they're having. Um, this is a little bit of our, of our workshop. Uh, there's a big emphasis on faces and emotions because you find people who have done, uh, who, do, who do draw in the business, and if they have, often it's that they've done some sketch noting mm -hmm. training. Uh, they've learned to draw stick figures, but stick figures are not useful, I think, for telling a real story about real people and how they feel. So if we want to know how humans feel at any given point, we need to be able to draw faces and emotions. And so, you know, we talk about wanting to be closer to customer, and this is a way of getting us there. Insurance must seem really boring to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes. It's a bit dry, come on. But uh, for, for us and for me, I feel that sort of the desire to really understand something it drives good design, drives good stories, and the desire to, to find the right solution to any problem drives that as well. And so for us, I was going to say, no matter what that problem is and no matter what the solution is going to be, the, the journey that you go on to get there is fundamentally interesting. And so if you take that mindset and then you pop it into two cartoonists and you drop them into the middle of a 15,000-person company that has never seen a cartoonist before in their life that is 100 years old and is going through a giant digital transformation, it's not boring at all. No. Not at all. So from there as well, we found that insurance itself as a product affects a lot of people. They have a lot of customers, but it affects them at really difficult times quite often. That's what insurance is for. And so for us, we were able to be immersed in really rich stories of these customers. And the more we got immersed in this, the more it became crucial to the way that people were designing products at the company, because I wanted to really put the focus back onto their customers. Uh, I agree. It was very progressive. <laughs> was. Uh, but more importantly, people told us that they thought that it was, whether they were people that we worked with. Really? We hired you? That's very progressive. <laughs> or people outside, an insurance company. Oh, that's very know. progressive. I can hear a laugh from a particular area. Um, <laughs> yeah, people we were pleased to find, found the work that we were doing with them quite inspiring. And 
they were pleased to find that the company was trying new things and doing different things, and we were happy to find that being there, uh, just doing what we were doing was uh, inspiring people to draw themselves. And none of this was an accident. We were hired by people who understood the value of diverse teams. So in that spirit of uh, being cartoonists, we would occasionally go full cartoonist on a stakeholder when we felt that they could deal with it. Uh, this is something our colleague asked us for some help in explaining a new lean enterprise framework model to senior leaders, and we each Dry. obliged him with a concept. Dry. Um, Luke's was, great organisations are lean, or goal. So I like uh, our favourite part is, in the end, this part, the bottom right. So we're proposing a framework to measure incremental improvement. Then the football says, so when you kick me in the face, I know I'm heading in the right direction. Uh, this concept didn't get up in the end. Uh, <laughs> but David's one was, was better. <laughs> Mine didn't get up either, but it was the holistic overarching lean enterprise framework, or whole. <laughs> I thought that IAG should be in the whole. <laughs> and so you can see, wow, we need to stop being defensive and do the hard work because being in the hole brings clarity. Big, things, big, big changes are needed. I can see that now that we're in the hole. That also didn't get up. No. no. But I like that, that we were... If you're working in a box this big and you stretch the borders out, mm -hmm. they may end up working that way. Yeah. And that's an improvement, I think. Box, which is good. So... With those points in mind... Uh, yeah, yeah. We, I suppose the challenge when you talk about stuff like this is we want our fun and creative work, which is fun and creative, to look fun and creative because I think that helps with the work that we're doing with people, but it, we don't want to be allowing ourselves to be used as fluff, which can happen. Yep. Uh, the best way to break that, aside from pulling a hole on people every so often, is to make the work as honest as you possibly can be. Uh, we're kind of here to be disruptive and to cause change. And if you want to change things, you need honest conversations. So that is what we tried to help happen. Yeah, so if you want to tell a real story, because they're the best ones, they're the ones that people can relate to, they're the most human, then you need to be able to tell a truthful, honest story. And as much as we tried to do that, we did run into some barriers inside the company that are natural, but we struggle to push against. So for us... Things like, well, first one, we put this in, but it's a bit of a bone of contention between us. I don't mind a good metaphor. David doesn't like any metaphors. But I think we agreed on the fact that don't use a crap metaphor yeah. because users will tear it apart when you're trying to describe your project. Don't torture the metaphor if you're <laughs> going to use it. Uh, yes, one-pagers. Everyone wants a one-pager. Everyone wants to cram five pages worth of info into a one-pager. Yes, uh, a yeah. lack of diversity. Diversity isn't a checkbox that you tick a bunch of Google diversity and looked on Shutterstock. It's about trying to get as many people as possible into the project you're working on to get their points of view and to tell their stories. Yeah. It can be very difficult to tell stories that involve market-sensitive topics. And uh, that's yeah. all I have to say about that. Well, it's hard to tell a story when half the story is redacted. Yes. Uh, which happens. Uh, egos and silos and alignment. It's hard to tell a story or design something by yourself. You need to ask other people. And often if you ask other people, you find out they've already done it and they're already working on it. So just be open and collaborate. Yeah. It's good. And just never, you ever, never ever use the word engagement. Just, 
just don't. Just don't use it. That's all. Yeah. Or as David said today, if you're looking to engage people, you're aiming too low. Too low. Try to get an emotion. Yeah. Uh, final final thoughts. thoughts? Why not? Are we on time? Yeah. Uh, that. We're either going to run really short or really long. We weren't sure. So we're doing all right. We're doing all right. So for me, it was a pretty, pretty crazy 12 months that we worked together at IG. I've moved on from there now. But we were amazed about how closely our traditional training in cartooning and illustration and animation aligned with the design process and the storytelling aspirations at a behemoth like IAG. You fit it in sort of really snugly. And for me, as you guys as designers and researchers, I just hope that as you move forward in your careers, you look to pull in people who from the outside might have skill sets that look vastly different to your own, but ultimately if you get them in there, they can really start to hopefully enhance and improve the work that you do. Because, mm. yeah, a team of designers, uh, even exciting, innovative designers, you can become homogenous in the same way that a business team can. Mm. It's, I don't think, any different. You just need to be aware. Um, bring in other kinds of people. Screenwriters, poets, musicians, uh, athletes, military, all sorts of people. You need to work with people who notice different things than you in a situation and who analyse the information that you're getting differently to you. That's all. But? But of course cartoonists are best, so <laughs> always, always get a cartoonist. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. We've got time for like one or two quick questions. Thank you very much. That was uh, enlightening. Um, I just couldn't help think that when, when one of you is on leave, the other one's drawing cartoons of themselves in the corner weeping. Um, do you think that if there was only one of you, you could enact the same change? And if not, why not? I got to IEG about six months after you started there. So yeah. we had 12 months together, which was critical mm. in David's career. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was once they found out that you were there, you, you got pummeled by work requests. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So they got working together on, and it was you. And since you've gone, I mean, as you left, you took the portrait of yourself that you'd drawn and you kind of drew X's on the I eyes. Did. I did. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's... I don't think we could have gotten as much going without the two of us being there. No. Having been there, people have gotten a taste for what we mm. do. So it's not crucial, crucial that there be more than one, but... Uh, I mean, aside from for the pipeline to get yeah. stuff done. Yeah. I think we also complement each other. We don't, we don't have the same styles. We don't think the same way. No. But we can still tell the stories. So. We're even diverse cartoonists. But there you go. Next question. <laughs> what was the return on investment? Heaps. <laughs> Heaps. You filled that one. What? what? Uh, sentimental value. <laughs> Look, I think, we, I think we did a lot of work for a lot of departments, and I think that work really helped push through a lot of projects. I think it's very hard to put a value financially on it. We were capacity-based, so we just did as much work as we could. I'm not going to put a value on it now on stage, for sure. Well, I'll talk to you after, though. Yeah. Talk to David after. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from Yorks Australia 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.